Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. I am talking today with Matt Jones and Sean Brock, co-founders of the Boonville, Kentucky bluegrass group Shotgun Holler, about their debut album, Loaded. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. So tell me a little bit about uh, Shotgun Holler, how you guys got started, how, how you guys got together as, as founders and, and put this band together. Well, I guess, um, you know, it, it starts out one day I get a phone call from Sean saying, uh, hey man, have you uh, been listening to Bluegrass Radio lately? And I had not. I actually had been kind of out of the scene for a little while. Okay. Um, I started listening to the radio at that point, and and I knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, It kind of seemed like uh, a lot of material had started to get watered down and regurgitated. Hmm. Okay. Um, There was not like a lot of new material coming out from what I was hearing. It seemed like a lot of bands were just doing a lot of earlier covers from the same genre Mm -hmm. um, and and not really introducing a lot of new things. Um, So, Sean, you know, we we got into more discussion about that and, uh, you know, he he had asked, you know, how I felt about starting a band and and putting something uh, of substance together and just really focusing it more on the material mm-hmm. uh, than any other aspect. And uh, I thought that was just a great idea, and I jumped at the chance to do it. I mean, uh, nothing else, just to get to play with Sean again is amazing to me anyway, because he's just such a, a phenomenal player, uh, musician, and, and just person all the way, all the way around. Um, so, yeah, of course, when he, when he asked me that question, I was, I was all for it. Um, and then at that point, you know, we started uh, looking for guys that were kind of like-minded um, and, and looking to something together that really focused on material. Um, and, uh, you know, we started rounding guys up and, and had a couple of practice sessions. And the next thing you know, it just kind of all came together. Now, you said play together again. So I'm, I'm assuming that meant that you guys had been involved in some other projects previously? Sean and I have both worked together in the past. Um, I, I had started another band um, that had some, some regional success um, a few years back, um, and uh, Sean had, had come in and played mandolin in that ensemble, um, and, and I just really always enjoyed uh, you know making music with him because he's just, like I said, a phenomenal player. Were you guys involved in bluegrass previously and then had moved away from that did i understand that correctly i think there's there's some of that for me uh, you know i i started out as a kid in bluegrass and then uh went on uh toured a country musician for quite a while and uh session musician and and then got back into bluegrass uh like matt I mentioned he he had a band in the Cincinnati area called Blue and Lonesome, mm-hmm. and I I uh, came on board on that. And uh, after that band split up, I 
went on and did some other things. I did a couple of jazz solo records, and uh, I'd actually moved out to Las Vegas and was doing a lot of stuff out there. And, and uh, when I moved back to Louisville, uh, you know, that's really the, the itch. I, I needed to scratch the itch again and play mm-hmm. bluegrass again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it when it comes to acoustic music, you know, there's just a lot of cover bands. Mm-hmm. The, the jazz scene's pretty good, but so uh, you know, I, it was like a part of me was missing the whole time I was out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the name Shotgun Holler. Where did that come from? Um, it actually is a, a real place. Um, okay. The the, the the place that I found it to be from is a little uh, holler down in eastern Kentucky, okay. uh, down in Mercy County, um, and it's a place that uh, a friend of mine that uh, taught, he's a very good outdoorsman and woodsman and uh, just a real good life coach. He's just very knowledgeable about life in general. Mm-hmm. He and I would spend a lot of time um, going up into that part of the, the country and that little holler in particular um, and do some hunting and things like that and uh, you know it, it was kind of one of those places um, where where uh, it was named shotgun holler because of the shotgun houses um, that were you know that that, that had started that holler mm-hmm. um, but uh, as time grew on and uh, you know the economy just kind of got worse in that part of the country that it kind of became a uh, one of those places where you didn't really want to go to after dark kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a little rowdy kind of place. Um, and, uh, you know, I just always thought after hearing that, you know, that, that, that if I ever started another band, that that would just be a great title or a great name you know, for a band. Sure. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. I like it. And in the um, press material, uh, I've got a couple quotes here. And, and, um, one of you made mention to it when we got started. It it says that uh, they like to go where tradition meets authenticity was one piece of it, and um, uh, and then it says jump right over that intersection to head into their own direction. Tell me a little bit about what that means. You you guys kind of alluded to you you were um, kind of not happy with where you had heard the direction of, of bluegrass music going when you guys got started. What is what does your direction mean for you guys? I guess I always think of uh, uh, standing out, being a little different, and uh, growing up. Uh, you know, though I was born in '81, um, I've always had this great passion for music that's older than I, or uh, music that, in theory, I was too young to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, allegedly, I would be too young to understand the meaning of it growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I was a big fan of like the Highwaymen, uh, you know, and that more outlawish uh, mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. of the day. And really, no one ever came along and did that in bluegrass. You know, people played, people have played it safe, and uh, you know they're. There is there's a ton of difference in the stage persona and the personal persona of a lot of artists in this genre, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know we we wanted to form something like Matt said uh, solely based on 
great material, material that carries a message, uh, regardless of the writer, uh, you know, and, and keep our great respective tradition intact. Um, but, you know, basically, uh, try to give the genre, uh, you know, a facelift, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and say, you know, the, the artist and, and the man should be one and the same. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we are on stage what we are in our personal lives. Okay. Uh, you know, and we're just, we're, we're not, uh, uh, setting out to just try to be a showman like mm-hmm. some people are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, you alluded to the music and the writing of songs. Are you guys writing some of your own material as well, or most of it? Or Yeah, Matt, Matt's a great songwriter. I'm just kind of a knockabout songwriter. <laughs> um, and, you know, between us, uh, we wrote enough material for dozens of records. Okay. Uh, but we're we're also uh, trying not to be stuck in that situation uh, of being a quote unquote singer songwriter type act. Mm-hmm. Uh, though you know we've got great respect for acts like that. You know people like Billy Joe Schaefer or, or Guy Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, but we you know we believe that uh, sometimes. Uh, something that may be written within the band is is great and just what we need at the time, but uh, we don't ever limit ourselves to only what what is written within the band. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I got to ask about the the uh, Miley Cyrus cover. How did that come about? The Wrecking Ball <laughs> version. Well, um, you know, it's it's kind of a funny story, really. Um, when they asked us to, if we wanted to be on the Josh Wolf show um, for CMT, uh-huh. uh, we were like, "Yeah, man, sure, let's let's do it." You know, that sounds like a great opportunity. And um, you know, then as things kind of got closer to the show date, um, there was uh, some talk started and some buzzing that started um, from from people of of their camp, uh-huh. um, and. You know, the, the the label came back to us and they said, you know, hey guys, they're, they're I think they're wanting you guys to do covers of Wrecking Ball. <laughs> and we're like, uh, no, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, if we're going to go on, we, we want to represent ourselves sure. as us. We want to do our, our material. Right, right. Um, but, but what the deal was, you know, and as we found out, um, it was kind of a, a humorous thing uh-huh. the way it was set up. Um, they literally filmed uh, Josh Wolf coming onto the set at various times, uh-huh. and he would have uh, you know the, the car radio jammed wide open and, and, and jamming out to some tunes that uh, probably wouldn't let other people catch you jamming out to. Right. I mean, by yourself, and um, they compiled a list of that, and uh, they asked that the that the uh, artists that came on the show would perform one of quote unquote his guilty pleasure song. Okay, okay. Um, you know, and then once we seen, you know, that, that uh, it was it was done, you know, tastefully, um, and it was set up as such, and it was to be viewed as such, we were okay with it. Um, and I think that Sean did an excellent job of coming up with an arrangement on that mm-hmm. to really make it authentic anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And, and I think it, it came off with a shot 
Yeah. What what's the what's the feedback been? I mean, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. What, what what's the feedback been from from the rest of the folks around you guys? Well, we we haven't heard anything negative. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there's something out there. You know, uh, usually people don't have the balls enough to say say negative things to your face, but um, the feedback was was very positive and. Um, you know, from kind of the tradition, traditionalist side of bluegrass or or country or Americana, uh, a lot of folks that, um, you know, have better taste than uh, uh, listening to some of today's pop uh, who had never heard the song. They didn't even know. Yeah. You know, they didn't know it wasn't a bluegrass song. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that's a testament to of our abilities to pull it off. Sure. I mean, you know, I, even though, uh, you know, in the beginning we sure didn't want to. Would, did, did that experience uh, lead you to maybe want to do something like that again? Uh, you know, no, another arrangement of some other kind of pop culture cover song? Um, I know for me, I, I, I certainly don't mind doing things like that but i mean I, I would prefer them be good songs mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't think we would ever come up make uh that for a particular choice or anything kind of uh, even in the outfield of that kind of choice on our own <laughs> yeah yeah um, you know i mean we would we would go for something that we consider to be cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the the album which is your debut album right it's called loaded uh, produced by Jim Van Cleve, it's you know it's you can't get a whole lot better than that produ- uh, producer wise. Tell me a little bit about this the CD. Um, you mean as far as working with Jimmy or yeah, working with Jimmy and 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 uh, ha- having him incorporate your vision into uh, who Shotgun Holler is into the end product. Um, you know, I think it was. Uh, I think we definitely picked the right guy. Uh, to help us produce this record, um, there were some other people that we were looking at, um, and uh, you know the the areas that we needed um, guidance in. I think Jimmy was was definitely the guy to help with those kind of ideas. Um, the cool thing about working with him is it it was really kind of a loose setting. Um, it was you know professional, no doubt, but it was it was a very loose setting, and he was really open to. Um, not overproduce the album. Mm-hmm. Um, he was more insightful to, um, you know, look at our vision and just try to help us get to where we wanted to go with it mm-hmm. um, without without just stepping in there and, and just taking over and overproducing the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think he did a really good job with that. And are you guys presently on tour uh, promoting this, this new CD? We are. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're working dates as much as, as we can. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to play, you know, like anybody, we've got that itch. We want to get sure. out here and play as much as we can. Yeah. We're touring everywhere we can, yeah. Is this, is this what your focus is right now, or do you have, do you have other things musically that you're involved in in the process of, of the the record being um, marketed and, and out to the to the audiences also? Sean has a lot of things. I'll let him let him kind of go into that area because he's he's kind of the, the musical hat warrior there. Um, well, you know, I mean, we 
cut this record. We started recording the record in uh, September of last year. Okay. And uh, we uh, we finished uh, mixing and everything uh, first part of December. And uh, so you know, in theory, it's it's time for us to cut another record. Okay. We've been uh, uh, collecting material, and we've been uh, trying out some of the new new material in our shows uh, to get fan reaction and uh you know we're we're looking at uh going in for uh our first session hopefully um you know sometime in december before christmas and okay. uh, maybe get get the new record uh finished out uh you know by by march that way uh they can put it out you know at early summer next year and i i'm I'm guessing you guys are are on the festival circuit as well as maybe doing some indoor venues also? Yeah, um, we do some festivals. Um, We probably don't focus on that quite as much, I guess, as uh, a lot of traditional bluegrass artists. Mm -hmm. It's something that that we believe and and have found is, uh, you know, there's a... There's a great enjoyment and love of bluegrass music presented outside of uh, its traditional venue, mm-hmm. you know, presented to folks, uh, you know, like on the Josh Wolf show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks out there were coming up and telling us, you know, that they'd actually never heard bluegrass music before and okay. didn't really didn't really know what it was. And, uh, you know, we, we've made a concentrated effort to, uh, reach out into those audiences and, and try to bring them in to uh, be a part of our fan base and the fan base of bluegrass music. What what venue is 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 frequent for you then? Um, given that I, I I love that approach. Where would where would a, a listener be able to come hear you play live? What type of setting would they find you in? Man, we have been very very scattered. Um, you know, we've done a lot of clubs. Okay. Um, we've done some university uh, campuses, um, you know, and the bluegrass festivals, of course. Uh, uh, you know, basically any any venue that's worthwhile that that can pay the show bill, uh, you know, we're we're there. But we're 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 focusing a lot on uh, 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 clubs, fair circuits, college mm-hmm. circuits. Okay. Um, nationally or, or more in the uh, regional area? Uh, nationally, and uh, we're uh, currently in talks about uh, some international stuff Okay, awesome. uh, next spring. Okay. And how can folks find your music online? What's the website? Where, where, where are your CDs located? We always prefer that people buy from us, so we actually make some money off of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so shotgunholler.com okay uh, but you know barring that uh, you know your typical Amazons iTunes anywhere where uh, music sold yeah okay awesome well thanks guys I appreciate it uh, great to talk to you and, and hear more about the band and I wish you guys great success oh thanks man thanks for having us we appreciate it Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon 
when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.